talking about this week? Okay. First of all, how was your, how was your 600th day of uh, quarantine going? Long, long. You want to know how my 600th day of quarantine is going? I tried to dye my hair purple over the weekend. And Ooh. I'm a blonde. You've reached the hair dyeing phase. Well, have I, though? Because guess what? My hair just lost all of its brass, which there wasn't much of to begin with. It did not turn purple. That's uh, how my quarantine used, is going. You probably used like an expired or like crappy dye. How? It's new. Yeah, but it, some brands are shit. As someone who's dyed their hair every color under the sun, this is true. I can advise you on your um, mental breakdown hair hair coloring. Well, yeah, but anyway, if that's not the most quarantine thing I've ever heard. Yeah, so far I, I haven't gotten to the like the hair cutting phase or anything. Um, I, I figured I would have gotten to like a hair dyeing phase, but I, I do still have to go into work twice a week. Uh, so I think true. that's like curbing my stresses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I wasn't doing anything right now, I would a thousand percent have already dyed my hair. Yeah, no. My agent even went and sent out an email and he was like, hey, if anybody wanted to dye their hair a cool color, now's the time to do it because we're going to be out of commission for a while. And I was like, ooh, if I've got permission from him to do it and I'm not going into work. Mohawk, baby. No. (laughs) And I will need new headshots. And this is expensive. Perfect. I Um, know. I I know you know. Um, Um... Anyway. Yes, anywho. What are we talking about this week? So we so it's Taurus season. So we're gonna whoop talk whoop. about famous serial killers with whom I share a zodiac sign, which in case you didn't infer, is the Taurus. Yes, and we're doing this because Caitlin's birthday is rolling around again. It is, believe it or not. You might you might have was, remembered. I thought it was last year, apparently it's this year too. Yeah, it's something that's going to keep happening. Who would have thought? You might remember last year we did um, a pair of episodes about uh, crimes that happened on our specific birthdays. Well, since we exhausted that possibility, we're doing zodiac signs. Oh, wait, there was one more announcement that I forgot to say. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) At the end of the episode, you remember we were talking about this earlier. Never mind. When we talk to each other off podcast. Believe it or not, we do that. You didn't know. (laughs) This isn't Um, just a business relationship. A little bit, but not all the way. Yeah. Business and pleasure. Emphasis on pleasure. (laughs) Uh, At the end of the episode, there's going to be a song from the um, my my betrothed. His, uh, I'm pointing at him on the, the, we're video chatting right now, so I'm pointing at his head behind me. Um, uh, yeah, so his band that he is a part of, Ticker Tape, um, just put out a new album that is incredible, and everyone needs new music during this quarantine, so, um, one of the songs from Ticker Tape is going to be at the end of this episode, and you can find all of their music on Spotify, you can buy their new album, called leap year on uh itunes and Bandcamp and everywhere that music is bought you can find them anywhere but specifically uh listen to them on spotify mostly people are listening to this on spotify so just mm-hmm. head on over after this 
and uh, stick around for the song at the end. But anyway, uh, no more rambling on. Caitlin, start your episode. All right. Well, first of all, we're gonna we're gonna kick this off high school PowerPoint presentation style. What is a Taurus? <gasps> okay. The Taurus is symbolized by the bull and is the second astrological sign in the present zodiac. It belongs to the earth element and has a feminine or negative polarity, as well as a fixed modality, quality, or quadruplicity. It is a Venus-ruled sign and runs through April 19th through May 20th. And basically, we're stubborn, comfy, and hungry. But we're very hungry, as you will see in this episode. Oh, no. Very hungry. <laughs> a little too crazy foreshadowing. We're also, I, I also was going to put in there, Tauruses are also known for being a wee bit horny. That also, that's nothing that also compared hits, to that hits a little bit here too. Yeah, but that hits a little <laughs> bit too. But I'm like, oh, we're not gonna focus on that because that's not the good kind of horny. Ooh. The consensual horny is the kind that we like here at Crime Culture. That's but what yes. we're endorsing. Yes, that's 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 the shit we get behind. So, <laughs> literally, metaphorically, a little peek into your sex life. <laughs> Oh, poor Michael. He's going to get so many questionable ads. Um, so, <laughs> first up, we have Orville Lynn Majors, who was born on April 24, 1961. And he was a licensed practical nurse, was, and serial killer, Oop. who murdered his patients at what is now Union Hospital Clinton in Clinton, Indiana. So, all of our listeners in Indiana, specifically those in Clinton, I don't care if you got Aunt Rona. Like, I wouldn't go there. I would just... I would stay home. I would just stay no. home. Um, but he was tried only for seven murders and convicted of six, but he is believed to have killed as many as 130 people between 1993 and 95. So literally, while I was being born, homeboy was killing people. Yeah, and, and for doctors and stuff, like we talked about um, uh, Jack Kevorkian before, mm -hmm. um, we'll get into other, they're called it like angels of death. Yep. Um, for doctors, the range can be so high because of the amount of people they treat, how many people actually died of natural causes or whatever they came into the hospital with, how yep. many were actually killed by these people. So like he was convicted of six or seven, but thought of like a hundred plus, like Convic that's a, <laughs> convicted of that's six. a wide range. They, but they got him on seven. They could only convict him of six. But then they're oh, like, yeah, but yeah. it may be more. Yeah, um, you can't even know. Yeah. And so the reason why he was convicted of only the six, uh, only the six, was that mm -hmm. the jury deadlocked on the seventh because the victim took longer to die than the others. Ooh. Yep. But it was reported that he would murder patients who were demanding, whiny, or disproportionately added to adding to his workload, a.k.a. Oh. I'd have been dead in, like, two seconds. That's wild. I, I, well, like, why you be know, a doctor, then? You, he, well, he wasn't. He was a nurse, so that's why. Oh, nurse. Sorry. <laughs> and actually, from what I've heard from my nurse friends, I don't think it's, I think it's tempting. I think it's pretty tempting. I've had oh, friends who had percent. Yeah. shit has been thrown at them. Like, I'm I'm like, mm, on one hand, it's not the right thing to do. I've wanted hand, to kill people. <laughs> yeah, I I've wanted to kill people that have come into my office. Uh, same. Same. So I can't even imagine. But still, that's that's not the way we deal with this. That's not that's not the appropriate way to deal with workplace frustrations. I would I would dare to say that it's not chill decidedly not chill yeah yes um 
But so he was given the maximum sentence of six consecutive terms of 60 years in prison for his crimes. All right. Um, so I think he's he's going to be there for a minute. Just a sec. And this is actually very it's not funny, but it's ironic. So he appealed the conviction to the Indiana Supreme Court. They let the verdict stand in 2002. So for somebody who hates complainers and uh, so much so much so that he kills them uh-huh. it's a little ironic that he then complains yep even more ironic that while he was serving his sentence at indiana state prison in michigan city um he died of heart failure on september 24th 2017 while arguing with correctional staff oh so who <laughs> turned into the whiner now <laughs> the dead whiner yeah But yes, but then also on April 24th, Steve Wright was born, and he's known as the Suffolk Strangler and the Ipswich Ripper. Um, I feel like I've heard of this one. You might have. You might have. He was active between October 30th and December 10th, 2006, um, during which time he murdered five sex workers in Ipswich, Suffolk, England, and is believed to have been involved in at least three other murders on top of these. Mm -hmm. But his victims were 19-year-old Tanya Nichol, 24-year-old Annalie Alderson, Alderton, 24-year-old Paula Clannell, 25-year-old Gemma Adams, and 25-year-old Annette Nichols. And the murders have been compared to those by Peter Sutcliffe, a.k.a. the Yorkshire Ripper, mm-hmm. um, who was convicted of murdering 13 women, many of whom were sex workers. Yep. And Jack the Ripper, who also targeted sex workers, which we focused on during our March Madness episodes that I'm still not quite over, but that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, just mad because you lost. You know what? It. You know what? Hillary Clinton lost too, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, um, but my guy also got the popular vote. We don't know. We don't know that. It was only 24 <laughs> hours. The Russians. Anyway. The Russian bots. They all voted. <laughs> <laughs> um. So forensic evidence led to Wright's arrest on December 19, 2007. And he was found guilty of all five murders on February 21st, 2008. The next day, he was sentenced to life in prison, and the judge recommended that he should never be released. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I was like, that's a good call to make. And it was announced that he was going to appeal his conviction in March 2008. But then on February 2nd, 2009, so like nearly a year later, it was then announced that he had decided to drop this appeal. So he was like, like... Yeah, it's a hill I'm not going to die on, unlike other people. Yes. Such as Orville Lynn Majors. But then we have Issei Sagawa, who everybody knows the story. Few know the name. When I say this, you will know. I believe I'm going to be, spoiler alert, doing an episode on this later this year. Yes, you are. Yeah. He was born on April 26th, 1949, and he is the Japanese man who, while living in Paris in 1981, killed and cannibalized a Dutch woman named Renee Hartvelt. Yeah. Yep. Just ate her bod. So he was studying with her at the Sorbonne because he he was a weirdo, but like you've seen artists who become weirdos. Either they become Van Gogh or they become Hitler, and that's what happens to artists. Yeah. He went a little more in the Hitler route. But anyway, so he saw himself as weak. He was four foot nine. 
Rene was 5'10 for comparison's sake, but even 4'9, like he had a bit of a Napoleon complex. Uh-huh. Um, he also had problems for years and his family just never addressed them. Just never yeah. did anything about it. Just but ignore, ignore. Ignore, ignore, ignore. So yeah, so he knew that he wouldn't be able to overpower her. So like a coward, he shot her in the neck, raped Ooh. her corpse, and ate various Ooh. parts of her body. Mostly her breasts and her face. No oh ass. God. He's so he's so cool, but he don't need ass. Um, mm-hmm. And he saved other parts of her body in his fridge and would take photos of her body at each stage <gasps> that he ate. Oh, God, no. Before dumping her in a nearby river. Oof. Nice, right? What a, what a classy dude. He studied at the Sorbonne, and now we here. So after his arrest, he was ultimately released two years later during like post pre-trial detention. And he was found legally insane, never went to trial and is Oof. still walking around free man alive today. So that's yep. fun. That's Love a spark noted that. version. Yes. Yes. These are all spark noted versions. And I'm especially spark noting ones that we are getting to. Yes. Because the itty-bitty itty details, that's not what I wanted. The nitty-gritty details are for the mm-hmm. future. So that we can yeah. hash them out. My nose is so itchy. Okay. Next up, we have somebody that we have talked about. Okay, cool. Carla Homolka. Oh, yes. Yep, she was part of the killer couple that we featured, the Ken and Barbie killers. She was born on May 4th. My dog Pierre's birthday. May he rest in peace. 1970. We talked about that in the episode. We always talk about Pierre will never <laughs> be forgotten. So help me God. Just the other day, I was like, so I also had a great Pyrenees. This is a bit of a tangent, but I promise it's funny. Um, we were watching something on TV, probably TikToks, because we've lost all semblance of control in our lives. Nothing matters. And there yep. was a great Pyrenees on the television. And I used to own a great Pyrenees. So I said to Michael, oh, my God, it's a pier. So for those who don't know, Great Pyrenees are giant and white. For others who don't know, Pierre was tiny and black. Seven pounds and black. Toy poodle. Yes. Yes. The Sagawa of French poodles. And minus the the eating people. Um, He had no teeth. So even if he wanted to, couldn't. He'd gum you. Yes. That's what my dad used to say. He'll gum you to death. (laughs) Um, So I was like, oh my God, it's a Pierre. And Michael just goes, Caitlin... Pierre was never that big. I was like, <laughs> you motherfucker. And I'm going, no, it's asshole. Always. Never not. Love him to death. Um, which may be coming sooner rather than later if he keeps this shit up during quarantine. But that's fine. Um, next episode. Let, I was going to say, let this episode be my confession. Um, but so, yeah, so she was born on Pierre's birthday in 1970, and she is known for helping slash joining in on her first husband, Paul Bernardo's rapes and murders of at least three minors between 1990 and 1992, Leslie Mahaffey, Kristen French, and her sister, Tammy Homolka. So mm-hmm. after the pair were arrested in 1993, Homolka attracted worldwide attention because she was convicted of manslaughter, and that's it, because she cut a plea deal with um, the prosecutors saying that Bernardo had abused her and that she was an unwilling accomplice 
So instead of being tried as a for murder, she was yeah. given a manslaughter deal, spent 12 years in prison, and then the tapes were released. Yep. And in those tapes, you will see she had participated a lot more in the crimes than she, she, she ever was let willing on? to say. Yes, than she had said. Um, yep. And so then the deal that she struck with prosecutors was subsequently called the, quote, deal with the devil by the press. Uh-huh. So she's still alive. She changed her name. She has a family of her own. She is out of prison. Clearly, if she's got yeah. a family of her own. But yes. So that is she. She is that. And next up, we have Martha Beck, who was a part of another killer couple we talked about. Was she? I don't even remember. Everyone blends together. Well, honey, you covered her, so. Did I? Yep, the Lonely Hearts Killers. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember the individual names. I just remember the, the group name. Yeah, well, to be fair, when I first looked her up when I was researching, so first I got names and then I did a deep dive into people. And when I looked up her name, there's like a public speaker slash lifestyle novel writer who is also named Martha Beck. And I was like, I'm almost positive this isn't the person that they're saying (laughs) is a tourist and a serial killer. What a weird turn of events. Yeah, no. I was like, whew, this would be a doozy, but no. Um, but yeah, so Martha Beck, for those who don't know, and you can go back and listen to our Valentine's Day episode for that, where we talk about killer couples. Yes. Um, she was born on May 6th, 1920, and placed a Lonely Hearts ad in the newspaper in 1947, which was answered by a man named Raymond Fernandez. And they were convicted of one murder, that of 66-year-old widow Janet Fay, but are known to have committed at least two more 28-year-old widow Delphine Downing and her two-year-old daughter, but are suspected to have killed at least 20 victims during Mm -hmm. their 1947 through 1949 killing spree, during which they would be like, oh, we're brother and sister, which is something to unpack altogether, but that's fine. Yeah. And then they'd prey on lonely single women, mostly widows. Get that money, honey. And then split. Garbage. Yep, garbage people. And after their conviction of Janet Faye's murder, they were both executed via the electric chair on March 8th, 1951. And while I was researching this, like, I, I feel like you probably may have talked about this, but I came across quotes from the trial. And remember when Tom Cruise jumped on Oprah's couch and started yelling about how much he loves Katie Holmes and mm-hmm. all that shit? Apparently... <laughs> apparently fernandez did like the same thing wow trends yes so i was like hmm he's been dead long enough could have reincarnated into somebody whoa i'm just saying, theory i'm just gonna put it out there they're both crazy we don't know where shelly miscavige is i'm just gonna put it out there i'm just gonna put it out there i'm just gonna put it out there all right well an accusation has been thrown around no 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 not an accusation just a question all right he's got nothing to hide where's shelly miscavige anyway um next we have another person i now i promise you i didn't put these in order of who we covered who we didn't cover but chronologically yeah well not literally chronologically i did it by not by year but by date if that makes sense yeah because i was like no i don't have time for this shit 
Okay. So next we have Doran Helvargas, who Ooh. we talked about. Remember that? Yeah, he's a Taurus. Yeah. So he was born on May 14, 1947, and is known as El Comegente and the Hannibal Lecter of the Andes, and is a serial killer and cannibal. Remember when I said we were hungry? From yep. Venezuela, who used to hunt passerby at a park in the city of San Cristobal, Tachira, while he was homeless. He has 14 known victims, many of whom are unknown, but he would target male passerby who were healthy, usually ones that were running or working out or doing whatever mm-hmm. they do. I don't know what it is to be healthy, so I can't really give much commentary on that. Yep. So he would go for, like, athletes, laborers working on the river, and on some occasions, drunk people. Easy targets. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't like, like, a nice chicken marinated in white wine? You know what I mean? So, Vargas was ultimately captured, convicted, and sentenced to 38 years in prison, which is the max sentence in Venezuela, and then was sent to a psychiatric rehab center as the prisoners feared for their safety. Also wild. (laughs) And can you imagine how bad that has to be? And I feel like we definitely touched on this before. How bad it has to be that you get transferred to prison to be be afraid of you? you, That you need to be transferred? Like, come on. Yeah. So he then went on to kill three men in prison with some fellow inmates during a riot, and then he served them to other unsuspecting inmates as food. And obviously, he didn't learn shit, but he is still alive today, and you can listen to that whole shebang with the nitty-gritty details on our episode on Thorin Helvargas. Yeah. And next up, we have David Copeland, who I didn't know this one at first. And then I heard the crime, and it was like putting a face to a crime, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So you've probably heard of this. He was born on May 15th, 1976, and is a domestic terrorist who became known as the London Nail Bomber. Nail, as in, like, the things at Home Depot, not mail, as in the post, which does not come on Sundays. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. so he was a neo-Nazi militant and member of two far-right political groups, the British National Party and then the National Socialist Movement, so very white. And mm-hmm. over three successive weekends between April 17th and 30th, 1999, he made nail bombs that he detonated in Brixton, South London, Brick Lane in Spitalfields in the East End, and the Admiral Duncan Pub in Soho in the West End, respectively. So, I don't think I remember this. Oh, I remembered hearing about this. I don't know why I remembered hearing about this, because I was like four when it happened, but... Yeah, I don't I don't recognize this one. I was also asking my mom who Jean Bonnet was when I was like six, so... It may have just been my precociousness. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> so, each bomb contained up to 1,500 four-inch nails in gym bags that he left in public places... Um, if you see something, say something, etc., etc. And the bombings were specifically aimed at London's black, Bengali, and LGBTQIA communities. And three people were killed in the Soho bombing, um, which was at the, the, um, Admiral Duncan pub. Mm -hmm. And that was 27-year-old Andrea Dykes, who was four months pregnant, and her friend's 31-year-old Nick Moore, and 32-year-old John Light, who was actually going to be the baby's godfather, and they were all there celebrating her baby shower. That's so sad. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. Um, 
So then among the three bombings, 140 people were injured, like all together on those three yeah. weekends. And four of those people lost limbs. <gasps> yep. And on June 30th, 2000, Copeland was convicted of three counts of murder and planting bombs and given six concurrent life sentences, which he is still serving today. Wow. Yeah. Garbage human. Terrible person. Like, just truly, like, do not recommend. Tauruses are no. ashamed that he is part of this community. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Not a true Taurus. So, the next one is a big one that I'm going to try not to get into too much because we're going to be covering him eventually. And we definitely poked at him a little bit on any May-centric episodes in the past. I feel like I know who it is. You want to tell me? Is it H.H. Holmes? It is H.H. Holmes. It is Herman Webster Mudgett, a.k.a. H.H. Holmes, which honestly, if your name is one letter off from Midget, I would probably change my name, too, because we don't need people saying that word. I think uh, we talked about him on your last birthday episode because he's the one that actually shares a birthday with you, right? No, but (gasps) close. Or he died on your... Yes, and he shares my brother's birthday. Oh, uh, okay. Uh-huh. So he's like... Double coincidence. He's like hella Taurus. Except, no, we don't claim him either. But, um, so while he was... Um, or he confessed to 27 murders, but authorities were only able to verify nine. And <sighs> several of the people he claimed to have murdered were still alive. <laughs> They're like, no, oh. still here. So All right. that being said, he is believed, like... Numbers have ranged for how many he has killed, but it's gone as high as 200 people. But Because he has the murder hotel. He's got the murder hotel, which we'll get into. And I will say that 200 number is according to some gossip magazines from the 1940s. So we don't know how accurate that is. We don't know if they're they're a people or if they're a national inquirer. We don't know yet. Um, But that being said. Many of his victims were said to have been killed in his murder hotel, which he called the World's Fair Hotel because it was built so close to the World's Fair and mm-hmm. is now informally called the Murder Castle. And also found this out. Lots of gray area with this guy. So okay. I pity whichever one of us covers him um, because it can't be confirmed if the hotel was even ever truly open for business. I think I remember hearing about that. Yep. And then it being like pretty sad. It's like, oh, yeah, not sad because like the crimes like maybe never even happened, which would be good. But But all is in like uh, just for the story story. Yeah. Yeah. Like American horror story has focused on it. Like every like it's a big part of the whole shebang. There's a whole season dedicated to it. But then I would want to hear like how did that story come about? I think that's also an interesting story is how did how did it, it get alleged that like he had this murder match? Who was the first person that said it? And then did it just telephone into this huge thing where like everyone added a piece to it and then it became this thing that was bigger than anyone had, had thought it was. Wait until we cover him. Cause okay, cool. in my research, I did find some answers to those questions. <gasps> Spoiler. Dun, okay. Dun, dun. Everyone wait, everyone wait. Yes. But in October, 1895, Holmes was put on trial for the murder of his former business partner, Benjamin Pietzel. As I said, he also murdered a fuck ton of other people, but this is the one they nailed him on. He uh-huh. was convicted and sentenced to death by hanging, which was carried out on my birthday, May 7th, 1896, which very early birthday present. 
And really, it could have just gotten me jewelry. But it's the thought that counts. So thank you. Yeah. Um, but yes, so that's that's him. And then we have Levi Belfield, who was born as Levi Rabbits on May 17th, 1968. And he is an English serial rapist and murderer. And he his MO was that he would like get sympathy from his victims who were young girls and like would would be like, I need help with whatever. Kind of like what Ted Bundy did. Yeah, Ask a them bit. for help and then kidnap them to rape, torture and murder them decidedly not cute yeah and i'm gonna say if you're one of those girls that like you're willing to help anybody maybe be a little bit more of a bitch because like it the the sentiment is very good but also please don't just be bitchy just be bitchy i wouldn't like jbb just somebody i wouldn't like (laughs) kick somebody who's walking in like with uh crutches but like oh i would you have to care for yourself first so yeah. Make sure it's not a sketchy situation and you know what to do if you're ever put in a situation like that. And uh, yeah, just beware because this is a thing that we've heard multiple times. And there was actually something that happened in my area that um, girls were being taken away to like some cult or something. Oh. Like a real thing that happened like relatively recently within oh, the last like three or four shit. years. Yeah, that were being approached in, like, shopping parking lots. Oh, like, yes, nope. I've heard about this, because it was happening in Connecticut, too. Yeah, be like, nope, not interested, walk away, get to your car, be on the phone with somebody who can uh, have a safe word with somebody, that if you're on the phone with them and you say something, then they know mm-hmm. that you're in a bad situation, or something like that, but yeah. Yep. And just remember that also, no is a complete sentence. It's true. And there we go. Mm-hmm. So... With that being said, he was initially charged with kidnapping and false imprisonment of then 17-year-old Anna Maria Rennie on October 14, 2001, and the attempted murder of then 39-year-old Irma Dragoshi on December 16, 2003. And by then, I mean at the time that he tried to kidnap them and kill them and all of that. That's how old they were, because he was later identified via video surveillance. Oh, okay. um, surveillance footage but um so he was charged those years however both times the jury failed to reach verdict on either of them so he walked free both times Ugh. then a year after he walked free the second time um for the attempted murder of dragoshi he was arrested for the disappearance of amelie delagrange on november 22nd 2004 and then on february 25th 2008 he was found guilty of the murders of delagrange Marsha McConnell and Marsha McConnell and the attempted murder of Kate Sheedy and was sentenced to life in prison. Mm-hmm. Then on June 23rd, 2011, he was found guilty of the murder of Millie Dowler. And on both occasions, the judge recommended that he should never be released from prison, which I feel like is a given. But then again, yep, I feel like if, if you feel it needs to be said, there's something else going on there and I don't want to mess with that. Yeah, at least get it in writing. But he is apparently Britain's only serial killer to be sentenced to two whole life sentences, which he is currently serving today. And that confused me. That's because weird. Yeah, it was pretty weird, especially because of David Copeland's sentence, which was six concurrent life sentences. So I was like, someone needs to call Guinness. Have a chat. Yeah, and say that their stuff's a, not There's accurate. a new man in town. There's a new Taurus in town. But yes. So finally, 
We have another one that you know that we haven't covered, but you know. <gasps> okay. Okay. Hamilton Howard. What? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I could guess. I thought you were holding for me to guess. I'm like, I don't know. There's so many people it could be. I thought it was just like a grunt of excitement. Like, ah. <laughs> I was like, hold on. It could have been both. I don't know. Calm down. It could be both. Haley is just premature. It's okay. It happens. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, so Hamilton Howard Fish, a.k.a. Albert Ugh. Fish. Ew, I don't like him. I don't either. The Tauruses do not claim We're him gonna... either. We will have to cover him at some you... point. You've had a lot of cannibals, which I'm very surprised. I told at. you, There's we're so many hungry. cannibals. Because we're hungry all the time. Do you know That's what I crazy. have gotten more of in this entire quarantine than anything else? Do you know what I have bought the most of? Snacks. Food. Snacks. Yeah. No, 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 not food. Snacks. Trail mix. See, I cookies. Do, I do the sabotage thing that, like, I don't buy the snacks, and then, like, something illicit happens in the night and then i'm like oh i feel snackish now <laughs> and something then <laughs> illicit happens in the night <laughs> i don't know is this a legally binding thing can my work fire me if they if they hear something like this it could mean anything i does mean good for them weed? for going does she through do coke? does she have sex with elliot we don't know Good for them for going through 200 plus hours of me fucking talking about murder. We got her. Something like that. <laughs> she said yeah, the I word, I'll, folks. Bring them in. <laughs> sometime after 420 in the afternoon, I'll be like, ooh, I feel snackish. And then <laughs> I haven't bought the snacks. And then. That's a very specific time, on, so. Haley. What could you mean? That's when you eat saltines, like, by the sleeve. <laughs> That's a very pathetic snack for being peckish at 420. Meanwhile, I've gone through like 80 bags of Target Sweet Cajun Trail Mix. (laughs) And a Costco container of Milano's double, not double stuff, but you know what I mean. You're one of those people that has to buy the in bulk toilet paper. (laughs) Not the toilet paper, though, just the snacks. I did. I, I, so the, like the trail mix in question, you have to spend $25 or more in order to mm-hmm. get a bag of trail mix. So I literally was like, okay, I'm getting trail mix and Nutella and Milano's and Oreos. Something that's going to get me over $25. I'm like Sour Patch Kids and Reese's Cups. <laughs> and it's all just fucking junk. I got, a, I got a pound of sugar. You just walk into the house and say, I'm an adult. <laughs> no, it's very funny because my friend actually just posted that the other day. Her husband and she went to the supermarket and it's all like, sodas and takis and junk food and she's like he's a doctor though so it's it's okay right and i was like that's all the validation i need if that's he's what a doctor's grocery it. cart looks like i'm good um we've we've strayed so far we have strayed from so topic. far but that Albert does remind Fish. me thank you to daniel bautista and to my friend carly Honorado and all of our friends who are working on the front lines we appreciate you Yes, we've said it a couple times before. We we'll have, keep saying it that yes. all essential workers are fantastic. Yes, all of our mail people, especially the all ones, of our delivery people, especially the ones that condone my snacking. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so Albert Fish. Moving on, he did not condone my snacking. He condoned snacking of his own, though. Ugh. I don't condone it. He condoned it. Fairly Very nobody condones it. Some, a few people on this list condone it. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So. He was known as the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and the Boogeyman. 
That's one thing. Like, we Tauruses, we love a good nickname. Like, whew. Pick one. No. It's fun. We love the decadence. (laughs) So... I'm so fucking California. Um, it is not known for sure how many victims he had, but he at one point said he had about a hundred victims, but no one knows if he was referring to, cause he was like, I have children in different States. I believe is the specific quote because he, he had a type children. Wasn't a uh. euphemism, but uh-huh. nobody knows if he was referring to rapes or cannibalization or, fathering multiple children we don't know yeah um so and that's to assume he's even telling the truth um and we can't ask him now so it's unknown but he was a suspect in at least heavily dead like fully disintegrated Mm -hmm. probably at this point um but he was a suspect in at least five murders during his lifetime and was arrested on december 13th 1934 confessed to three murders that the police were able to trace to one known murder. Like, you know, like he had info that he just didn't, that nobody else had except for the police. And that's how you know. Um, yeah. And so they traced it to this murder and then he confessed to killing at least two other people. He was tried and convicted for the kidnapping and murder of the um, murder that the police were able to link him to, which was that of 10 year old Grace Bud. And yeah, and d- I wouldn't get into that because we're gonna definitely do an episode on him, we and are? that's something that needs to be left to the left to the full episode. We are. I'm not getting into the whole shebang. I'm just saying. I'm all just right, putting it right. out there. May I name him some of his other victims? Yes, you may. Okay. His other known victims were eight-year-old Francis X. McConnell and four-year-old Billy Gaffney, and he's believed to have killed at least five other kids between the ages of five and seventeen. And he was executed by the electric chair on January 16th, 1936. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that... hmm That are my top ten fellow Tauruses. Not because it's any particular order, but those are the first ten I found. All but right. it's not like I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah, there's a lot of Sagittarius serial yeah. killers. I was even surprised to find After- ten Tauruses. After we do our birthday ones, maybe we'll go through and do mini episodes on the other ones. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. But in the meantime, uh, that's been your episode for this week. Yes, so, it has. So um, you can go to our website, and that is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. The other day I posted um, a list from when we did the What Should I Watch During Quarantine mm-hmm. episode, and it was broken down into like, you can watch this if you're looking for blank. So it was watch this if you're looking for like crime dramas or um, uh, like documentaries or dramatizations of like real serial killers lives. So like everything's in like its own little category. So if there's anything on that list that's missing, you can definitely message it to me. I will keep the list going. I've already added a couple of things since posting it. So let's just keep this list going so that more true crime fans can find it and maybe watch something that uh, they haven't seen yet. Because I know a lot of true crime fans kind of blaze through everything on Netflix and you're like, ugh, what else should I do? And well, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. Exactly. When they blaze through. <laughs> blaze through. <laughs> um, 
there's a lot of stuff on YouTube if uh, you don't have any of the other streaming services. If you do, there's a ton of stuff on Hulu. Don't overlook that. And Amazon Prime and all these different places. So the list is going to keep going. Uh, that's on the website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. While you're there, you can find all the links to our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, the link to our Patreon. You can uh, join for a dollar or however much you want. And there's different rewards at each levels. And um, we love all of our patrons. Yeah. You can even listen to episodes early if you join at a certain level. So if you're impatient during this quarantine and you've lost all sense of days like I have. I was going to say same. Get us early. Go to the Patreon. And um, so we're going to say bye, but stick around for the ticker tape song at the end of this episode. They're at ticker tape and why on Instagram. I believe they're just ticker tape on Facebook. If anyone has any trouble finding any of their uh, social media or any, any information on them, literally just message us and I will send you all of the information. You can listen to them on Spotify. It's ticker tape. You can get their uh, new album leap year on uh, iTunes and Bandcamp. I have the Bandcamp link. I'll post it on the Facebook and the website and everything. So Mm -hmm. you can have that. Um, Yeah, that's it. And they're on Twitter. Haley hates Twitter. So she forgets. I forget about Twitter all the time. And they are just like Instagram at Ticker Tape New York there too. NY. Why? Um, not New York. Not New York, but like NY. Abbreviated NY. New York. We, yes. They know. They know. They're smart. They're they're yeah. honorary Tauruses. Um Yeah, so Elliot is the drummer yes. of the band. So uh he's doing the drummies. And <laughs> this song is uh my favorite off the album. It's called Westport. And it's oh, so I was hoping good. I was Westport is also my favorite off the album, and I was really hoping that that was going to be what we were going to put at the end of this because we all know that I have no creative control over what it, what yeah. it is. It's Elliot. Yep, it's Elliot all the so, time. But highly, so we're going to say song. goodbye, and Woo! this is going to fade into the song. So goodbye and enjoy the song, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.
wanted in the season The stars told us stories and we Yeah, we lost track of time I could have sworn that I was dreaming Our molecules became untethered Our ceiling was the sky There's more to our lungs than merely breathing There's more to our limbs than reaching It's ladders that they climb There's more to our hearts than simply beating They transformed into compasses And our ceiling was the sky We hiked through the woods looking completion Debated over lives we've taken Though sometimes luck is right We turned over stones in search of meaning Found our way at elevation Our ceiling was the sky Some moments will become memories And dreams so vivid we deliver I always press rewind to gripping safety nets that we believe in song that was westport by ticker tape you can find them on spotify go and buy their album uh leap year it's so good listen to the rest of the album on spotify i particularly love new year's eve which is the first song um calendar year which is the last song and anything uh, everything is a newer single uh dog days released but it's still good uh the whole album is on spotify so Go and listen to it there. They are at Ticker Tape NY on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you are in the New York, New Jersey, Long Island-ish area, they're doing, when it's not coronavirus, mm-hmm. they're doing um, shows like all the time under normal circumstances. So definitely check out the social media. They will post about all the shows that are upcoming. And again, thanks for sticking around. We will see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Bye. Bye.